Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spirit Radio Podcasts. This is Spirit Radio, Ireland's positive sound. It's Kieran in for Jackie this morning. Just last week, the Irish Catholic bishops launched a year-long campaign to promote vocations. It's called Take the Risk for Christ. And to chat to us about that and his own journey to priesthood, I'm delighted to have Father Patrick Cahill on the line now. Good morning, Father Patrick. How are you today? All good now, all good. How are you keeping this house? We're all great, thank you very much. Now, let's hear a little bit about you taking the risk for Christ. You were ordained in 2009, I believe. So exactly, maybe, yeah. Maybe you tell us a bit about how that came to pass. How did you come to be a priest? It was unusual even back then to be ordained a priest. So, so when I decided to become a priest in 2000, like it wouldn't have been considered a very popular uh, career choice. You were going against the flow very much in terms of your colleagues at the time and your peers, I'd imagine. Exactly, exactly. Um, like, it was, it was interesting. It, it, I, I, my, I guess everyone has their own roots to priesthood. Uh, it's not like I can recommend one over another, but mine, mine worked for me. So basically, um, when I finished school in 1997, I went to Limerick, to UL, to study electronic engineering. And I discovered fairly quickly that this really wasn't for me. It just wasn't, uh, it wasn't making me happy at all. I was fairly miserable. So I decided to, to leave that and pursue something which had been kind of niggling away in some way in the back of my mind. I, I was part of a youth group, uh, a prayer group, where we used to go to Medjugorje regularly, you know, we went to the Holy Land, we went to Fatima on one occasion as well. And I loved the communion, the, the community, the friendship, and also all, obviously as a, as a young fella, to be in a group where there were girls as well was helpful, you know what I mean? Because yeah. there's, there's a fear, I think, in a lot of people that if you uh, pursue the faith, if you follow the Lord in some way, it means you are going to be boring, life is going to be boring, you'll have no friends, you're going to be ostracized and, you know, left aside. Uh, whereas this group proved the opposite. I had really good, wholesome, happy friendships with people. So this was amazing. So I was very happy in, uh, with that, in that circle of friends. I was very happy in university as well. Um, well, when I moved from UL then to UCC, I thought, look, uh, there is a kind of a, a draw, like a desire to, to be a, a priest, but there's no way, there is no way I'm going to be a priest because uh, I love life too much and uh, I, I enjoy having fun and I, I enjoy freedom. So this whole, I don't know, stuck in a dead-end parish or mainly dealing with, with, with dead people. I thought that was my, my... That was your impression, yeah. Forgive my understanding of it at the time, but that's, yeah. Yeah, that's well, I, I, met a, I met a priest once who said he actually became a priest, and I, th- I know he was joking, but he said because he reckoned he only had to work on Sundays, and that was a great job. Exactly, work one day a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's where I was. I do not want to be a priest. What yeah. I'm doing... And, and come here, I, what, what changed then? Because that's, <laughs> that's an understandable position. And then obviously, because we're talking now about it, something changed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought then I'd become a religion teacher. So I'll go to UCC, do an arts degree, and all the various uh, add-ons and H-tips after that. Uh, so that's what I decided to do. Went off to UCC, all good. Moved in with a DJ friend of mine from secondary school. So we had a blast.
You had a bit of fun, I, I'd imagine, yeah. We did, yeah. Our, our house kind of became party central now for... Uh, and But we studied, we studied as well, don't worry, we didn't fail anything. Uh, but uh, around about the same time, I was going out with one of the girls from that prayer group. And she knew me well. And she had seen how I interacted with people. And uh, I, I played guitar, so I was responsible for music ministry. And I'd always keep my eyes open for those who are kind of on the fringes or those who are new to the group and try and integrate people. So I don't know, I, I guess I just had a an open heart for that kind of service and ministry. And so after two years of going out, two years in UCC, uh, one evening she says to me, look, are you okay? And I said, well, yeah, why? And then she asked, are you thinking about becoming a priest? Now, my whole life ground to a halt at that moment because it's one of those crucial moments where the next words out of my mouth will determine probably the rest of my life. So are you thinking about becoming a priest? And I thought, well, if I say no, Am I telling the truth? But if I say yes, that means what on earth is the point of doing an, an arts degree? What is the point of our relationship? And where on earth do I go with the priestly vocation? I mean, everything, everything, suddenly everything changes and I have no security whatsoever. But what is the truth? And I knew deep down that it was. So I said to her, look, I, I think I am, yeah, I think I am considering priesthood somewhere. And she said, fine. Now we all know that when a lady says fine, it's anything but time. <laughs> so, so anyway, that was the uh, rather painful end to our relationship. And we're still, we're still friends, and I baptized her first child and everything since. Um, well, that's great but, to hear. Yeah, but and, was, and obviously God was working in some way through her as well to make you face the question, right? I, I think God needed to work uh, through someone like her because if I had, if I had tried, to, tried to do this alone, I would have always had the question, you know, what, what's the folly of love like or... or, or would I, was I really, would I, am I really missing something or, you know, that the what if I think would have plagued me. Whereas I had a, a, a good, a loving, a wholesome relationship with a, with a person of faith and it was fantastic. And yet, the Lord's call was more persistent or, or there was still something that was, that, that was missing until I actually followed his call. And then, uh, yeah, then I, I, I considered the diocese for a while and I eventually found the community that I'm part of now, the work, the, the family of Mary. Wonderful. So, and I just felt at home. I just Wonderful. felt this is where I'm supposed to be. I was ordained then in nine years later. We did nine, eight or nine years of formation. I did nine. And uh, I just, I love being a priest. I, I, I love doing what we do. Like well, we, we get to be present to people for the most joyful occasions of their lives, m- marriages and christenings. And we're there for the saddest uh, occasions of people's lives too, you know. When they need support, when they really need somebody. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you, in all in all of these things, you're supposed to be uh, a reflection of of God's presence. So you're not there to bring you and your amazing personality (laughs) and your amazing formation or whatever it is. You're there to bring God, and that's that's in a way that's all we have to offer. But that's all we need to offer. All I need to do is, is, is introduce people to God and get out of the way. Yeah, it's you a great know? way to look at it. Yeah, that's all I have. That's all I need. That's so wonderful. Now, there must be many people, young people like yourself, that were, you know, having that little niggle. There must be at least a few of them out there uh, having that little niggle. Should I? Would I? Could I? Um, 
and they haven't yet had that kind of I don't know almost road to Damascus experience and kind of yeah. the the light bulb hasn't gone off yet. What would you say to people struggling with that one? Well, the theme there, take a risk for Christ. Uh, I, I I I I like I like the idea of this year of vocations. I think it's very very important to focus on, on, on vocations and to do what the Lord asks. So he says, for example, the harvest is rich, the labourers are few. So what's the solution? Start a committee? Start a petition? <laughs> no. <laughs> he says, ask the Lord of the harvest to send labourers to his harvest, i.e. pray. So we need to be praying for priestly vocations. So for anyone who's out there considering a priestly vocation, like, don't become a priest for fame. Don't become a priest to be important. Don't become a priest because it's... Uh, uh, maybe a, a long-term solid career option. Become a priest because the Lord is calling you or do not become a priest. If the Lord is not calling you to it, don't do it. I was just reading an, an article before I came on, on, on air here uh, about priestly vocations and, and numbers. And I came across an article from 1998, right? Yeah. And it's it's uh, my how things have changed. So from 1998, the number of students training for the priesthood in seminaries has, taken, has hit an all-time low it's down to 220. Now, we're down to 20 at the moment. <laughs> so they didn't know they didn't know how good they had it in those days, yeah. I guess, yeah. And that was when Maynooth, Dublin, Perlis, Waterford and Carlow were opened. So that was to 220 among them at the time. Now, now we're down to Maynooth on its own and that's down to 20 uh, seminarians. So, but like, so don't, uh, interestingly, they put the, the uh, some of the downturn, they say, yeah, scandals as part of it. In this secularization, and also a variety of job opportunities that, that, that the, the, the Republic's economic prosperity has, has provided. Hang on, like a priestly vocation isn't a job option amongst many. Like, either God is calling you to it or don't do it. You know, so I, I think this is, this is the crucial thing. And, and if you think the, the key question, if you think you're getting the call, it's time exactly. to take the risk. I suppose that's the message of the campaign, exactly. is it? If God is calling you to it, then that's exactly what's happening. It's God calling. It's God's initiative. So also, as regards like you know, alternative models of priesthood or who should or shouldn't be ordained. Ultimately, it's God who decides this because He He does the calling. So if if in, a, in in the quiet of a person's heart, in the quiet of a young man's heart, they feel that God is calling them to serve Him as a priest. Be aware that it is, it's hard at times. It can be a bit isolating at times. Uh, it's not a popularity contest. So at times, yes, you have to say things that people don't want to hear. But you get to represent God and help him save souls for all eternity. Like, there's a, a teaching which, which we, in the Catechism, which is absolutely stunning. Um, there's the, the particular judgment when we die. So we obviously have to make account uh, to God for the way we've lived, what we've done, what we failed to do, and then there's something called the final judgment. And this is terrible. But I only I only discovered what this was like a year ago. I'm ordained about 14 years, uh, but the final judgment is at the end of time. The ultimate effects of your actions will be made visible to you. So say now I'm 43, I'll be probably dead in 50 years. So in the 2007 mid 70s, I'll probably be gone. Uh, but the effects of my life will continue long after my death. So people I've baptized, people I've, whose confessions I've heard, people maybe who have helped come back to the church. Um, all, this all through God's grace. All you know, This isn't me, but, but all, everything that, that, that God has done through me, through my priesthood, that will continue to bear fruit after I have died. So what does that mean? 
that in, in the moment of the final judgment, at the end of time, I will see the ultimate effects of every sacrifice that I've made, every occasion when I chose to do something that was hard but did it anyway, every sacrifice uh, that, that was hidden from people, uh, every uh, prayer offered for people, every mass offered for people, uh, every occasion where maybe it was it was difficult, challenging, or maybe a small bit lonely, uh, but I offered that out of love for, 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 for those I serve, I will see the ultimate effects of all of that. Now, as, uh, as a priest, that's just a, an amazing responsibility, an amazing weight, if you will, to carry, but obviously we're not carrying it alone. But if we get to serve the Lord in that way as a priest, and at the end of time, see how many people have been positively touched by, by our ministry. My goodness, what a gift. And it's that's, so, so worth it. That's a legacy, a, a, an amazing legacy to be thinking about. Patrick, we could talk all day about this, at least I could, but we've run out of time, I'm afraid. But really, really appreciate you being so open and so uh, generous with your thoughts today on the programme. Really, really okay. enjoyed listening, talking to you, and I'm sure the listeners got a lot out of it. Thank you so much and hope you have a great day. Thanks for having me. God bless. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.